Blog Talk Radio. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. I apologize in advance if my voice is a little off, but I think I am coming down with something tonight, so just excuse me if I sound a little nasally. Um, anyway, I want to introduce everyone to my show tonight, especially if we have some new guests joining us, and we have some amazing songwriters coming on tonight. This is going to be a great interview. I'm really excited about this one. Um, it's definitely something different than what I've been doing, and I think it's really unique that uh, we have people out there writing children's songs, especially to address everyday problems and uh, different types of behaviors that parents encounter. And uh, Chris and Lou are doing some amazing stuff, so I'm going to bring them on momentarily. But if you are new tonight and tuning into my show, just want to give people a little bit of background information on why I launched this show and a little bit about myself. I'm a clinical psychologist. I have my doctor degree in clinical psychology, and I'm also <clears throat> a singer-songwriter. And personally, um, I've been involved in various aspects of entertainment between writing for magazines. Um, as I said, I'm a singer-songwriter. I have an album out. And um, I've always wanted to just provide support to people. I've managed everything that I do on my own. Um, and one of the things in the industry today is that with the music industry especially, it's it's really changing with the social media sites, um, internet radio stations such as mine and millions of others out there today. So I really want to create a forum to bring people on, support what they're doing, and help them push their products out there to the masses. And that's really what the show is about. Um, another thing is that I really enjoy interviewing people. My psychology background does a lot of um, interviewing, and that's something I wanted to combine with my passion for the entertainment industry. So that's in brief about my uh, my show. And um, if you want to learn more information, you can go to kerryedelman.com. I have a bunch of information about myself, and the website's going to be launched in the near future. Um, I'm also on Twitter, at Carrie Edelman, and uh, you can search for the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook, as well as I have a personal page and a musician page on Facebook. Um, just a couple of things I want my guests to please keep in mind is that um, even though I'm a clinical psychologist, um, and we can talk about terms in generic, con- <clears throat> excuse me, generic concepts, this show is not meant by any means to be providing any type of formal therapy or treatment, um, but I will answer any general questions that people have as long as it's not personally related. Um, and also, if people want to talk about any entertaining stories or experiences, um, I love comedy. Um, the only thing I kindly request is that we keep any identifying information, uh, such as uh, names uh, of persons and organizations anonymous, because the show isn't meant to be humiliating or embarrassing anyone. So let me tell you guys about Chris and Lou, and if you are just tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. If you want to call in tonight and ask questions, I also have this information available in the chat room, which is um, launched right now, and we do have some people listening. You can dial 805-243-1320. And I would recommend if you can calling in, I will try to go back and forth between the chat room and the interview, but I really want to make sure that I'm you know, focusing on Chris and Lou tonight and all the various questions and topics that we'll address. So let me tell you about Chris and Lou. So uh, Chris and Lou, the Chris and Lou Project, is a Philadelphia-based children's song duo, and Chris and Lou's music addresses everyday behaviors and parental challenges. Um, they talk about how a catchy song will, you know, encourage your child to perform a desired behavior, such as tidying up or going to the potty. And having a theme song really can help make activities more fun and interesting for them. So Chris and Luke really have focused on writing and producing, you know, really interesting and creative, catchy songs that parents can use for their children to help their their children um, engage in desirable behaviors and hopefully, uh, you know, disengage in behaviors that are not desirable. Um, visitors can go to chrisandlu.com, and that is spelled C R I S. A-N-D-L-O-U dot com. So you can definitely check them out there. You can uh, check out upcoming shows, their music. And one thing that I really value that they're doing, too, is that they really have a strong social uh, mission with their music, and they engage in a lot of charitable engagements, which is really cool. And I think that's something that no matter what type of industry, uh, entertainment area you're involved in, I think that's so important to be, as we know, supporting others and uh, helping people out. 
So Crystal Mood promotes children's welfare through education. They volunteer at the Children's Hospital, um, and a donation, donations of proceeds of their CD sales uh, go to these various um, events and, and charities that they promote. And they've been performing all over the tri-state area, um, and they've been featured in different medias like KYW, Positive Philadelphia, as well as have had their songs played at WXPN's Kid Corner, and they've been featured in Parents Express magazine. So without further ado, I think I've given a lot of information for everyone on who Chris and Lou are. Let's um, bring one of them on the air. I'm not sure who this is, but we will see in a moment. Good. Hi, okay. Hi. Hey, who's this? Is this Lou? It's Lou and Chris, and Chris. is here. I'm also here. Oh, great. Okay. Are you guys on the speakerphone? Yes, we are. Okay. Okay. So let's do the, yeah, we'll do the best we can. I think it should be good. I don't think we should have any connection problems or or technical issues. Um, So how are you guys doing? We're doing good, thank you very much, and thanks for the introduction. That was very nice, uh, what, what you pretty much summarized about our project. Cool, cool. Yeah, I always do my homework and my research on everyone that I interview. So, and again, I apologize if my voice is a little. Yeah, I must be coming down with something. So I do apologize, but uh, just want to be able to do this interview for you guys and help you guys promote all the amazing things that you're doing. Yeah, so, um, I hope that you have some CO7 grain spray so that your voice gets better. <laughs> that's a that's a good point, Chris. I agree with you. When when you're in the type of we can't talk about it on the air, but you know what I do. So I talk all day long. So as you can imagine, <laughs> I've been talking since probably eight o'clock this morning. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but let's uh, but let's get to you guys. And um, I think it would be interesting to start out by telling the audience, you know, some about your background, where are you guys originally from, and how did you guys get involved. Um, just in music in general, before we start delving into, you know, the, the specific children's songwriting you're doing. Sure. Uh, I'll go first. So I'm Chris Valkyria, and I'm originally from Norway, and I've been in the U.S. for about seven years now. And um, uh, I met Lou through my other band, Chris Valkyria and the Opponents. He uh, uh, is playing bass and keyboard for this is an indie rock adult band. And uh, we kind of really hit it off musically, so once um, I wanted to get involved with uh, a different genre and playing music for children, it was very natural for me to ask Lou to collaborate with me, and that's how we kind of started doing the Chris and Lou project. Cool, cool, very cool. And, and what about, Lou, what about you? What is your, you know, musical background? Like, tell us a little bit about, you know, growing up, like, when did you start getting involved in music and... You you guys can also tell us about your influences. You know what type of musicians and bands inspire you. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I started with the uh, the accordion when I was like three years old, and uh, moved on to uh, classical piano, and then kind of self taught the rest of my instruments uh, all along. Uh, had right. a big love. Had a love for the bass. I just loved the bass. Loved listening to the guys like uh, John Entwistle and Jack Bruce, Paul McCartney's of the world, and <clears throat> I, although I self-taught guitar, I just found much more uh, admiration for the bass guitar, much more. So, you know, I kind of mixed up a lot of instruments, and I always tend to play multi-instruments in several bands that I was in. Uh, playing with Chris, it was, uh, uh, to her point, very natural for us to collaborate on musical songwriting abilities, because we both write songs, and uh, okay. why not do it better with uh, a children's genre? It was her idea to come up with the children's genre, and I never wrote children's songs. I was like, this is great. I mean, this is just a great <laughs> And uh, you know, we and like I said, and like Chris said, we pretty much hit it off. It was very well received, and we're actually working on a second CD as we speak. Awesome, awesome. So, just I'm just curious too to know how did you guys initially meet when you became involved in Chris's, um, you know, indie adult rock band? And, and Chris, please feel free to also, you know, promote your band tonight, and we could talk about bringing you on you know, at a different time in the future to promote some of your other music from the other projects. But, yeah, just, you know, how did you guys, did you meet through, like, an ad online? Did someone introduce you guys? Yeah, yeah we were yeah. introduced. I was introduced. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Chris, because she had the drummer first. Yes, yeah, so I uh, I had gone through a few different bands with my uh, singer-songwriter project, and I had been going through a hiatus without the band for a while when I contacted an, a drummer that I uh, had auditioned, like, a year earlier, and I wanted to kind of get back into having a band backing me up. Was tired of just me and right. the guitar. 
So I contacted this drummer and he came and we played a couple of gigs together, just me and my guitar and drums. And uh, he said, you know, I really know this great bass player. And he brought Lou into my basement and we've been playing almost um, two, three days a week ever since. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so it was just a really good fit. Um, you know, he started off as bass, uh, with, uh, playing bass in, in uh, Chris Valkyria and the opponents, and uh, and then he started also playing keyboards, and then I realized that he was also a very good songwriter, so now we're playing some of his songs as well with the band, and uh, he's doing backup vocals. So we kind of um, evolved from there. We're having a lot of fun with the adult band as well. I mean, yeah. It's just, it's just, that's a... It's just a great ride there, too. Um, we we definitely are working hard to make that as successful. Uh, the children's project, we just find it much more special, more near and dear to our heart because we want right. to put a lot of goodness out of it. Uh, although we're making CDs and we're trying to sell them, we're not uh, particularly in the business of just selling the CD to make a couple of dollars. We really want to hit it off, and hopefully that CD will uh, mean some goodness for a lot of other people. Uh, proceeds of some of that CD sales goes to the... Uh, Philadelphia Children's Alliance, which is a right. special. Let's talk a lot. Yeah, about that. Um, it's a. I mean, we we had to kind of pick a charity of choice, and this is a, a very very good, well organized organization where they are uh, working with the initial forensic interviews of children who were suspecting sexual abuse. And uh, oh wow, very very um, professionally done. It's a really really nice group of people, and um, they're doing a lot of good case management work. You know. Um, introducing the families to the lawyers and the legal system, and they're just doing really, really good work with situations that are extremely sensitive and difficult. So that's our um, charity of choice that we're donating money and promotion to, but also our other charities, Musicians on Call, we're spending a lot of time volunteering for children in the hospitals and going from room to room to sing our songs, and it's been an extremely enriching experience. Yeah, we have at least, uh, we have about two visits a month on average uh, yeah. to go see okay. folks at these hospitals. And, and um, you know, uh, we know that a lot of these guys don't want to be there. And we figured we just, let's just go in there and make them smile for a little bit anyway. Listening to rooms all day, listening to machines and stuff that's going off that's very boring. Why not bring a guitar sure. and songs? Yeah. So that's a very, I mean, that's just a nice uh, enriching experience on, on our end. But Again, we're, we're trying to touch off a lot of goodness uh, from the from the volunteer work. And, yeah, and I think if I could just if I could just comment real quick, I think it's just amazing on on two different levels for you guys. First is that you guys just seem so genuine and authentic, and it's so great to just meet people, musicians like yourself, that are just so grounded. And you guys have an awesome relationship, which is something most musicians, you know, only dream of. So first, I think that's just I can just tell by you guys talking and. Being able to work together two to three days a week is just, I wish I could find someone like that. That's phenomenal. <laughs> and then yeah. the second thing is is Very just special. seeing you guys doing just good stuff that you're doing out there. And I'm the same way. I mean, if I can donate pro proceeds of my CD sales or if I can help someone out in some way, I think it's just so amazing that people will go out of their way to do that because, as you guys know, in the industry, you know, most people are, are trying to make that buck and they're trying to get to that new level. And it's just, I think it's wonderful what you guys are doing. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're a little bit where you are as well. We're both people with uh, day jobs that are meaningful to us as well. Right. Um, we have a huge passion for music, and uh, uh, I'm sure you can um, uh, sympathize with um, with me when I say that the, the potency of music is sometimes more powerful than, you know, weeks or weeks or months and months of therapy. You know, right. I can we can endure sure. emotional state in three minutes with a song, and... Um, of course, it's, I'm not, you know, saying that it's the same as therapy, but it's a, it's an interesting way of, um, of spreading um, an emotional sentiment. And the good thing about it, it's, it, it's something that we love to do. Um, you know, neither, neither Chris or I really do anything else. <laughs> we might be very boring outside of music. I mean, I. Uh, no, I I'm sure you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a kidding statement, but um, no, we really, we just really love to devote a lot of our time towards the, mu the love of music, and yeah. we know what that induces to others, and why not, why not make it special? Right, right. What do you, if you go, if you don't mind me asking, and if you just don't mind telling the audience, what do you guys do for your regular jobs during the day outside of you know focusing on the music? I um, I'm, my educational is a clinical psychologist. So I have um. I work in a community behavioral health uh, clinic, and then I also have a private practice um, where I work two days a week. And, Very nice. Uh, I 
I'm working part time because I'm a mother of a three year old, so I try to spend as much time as much time as I can with my son. So sure. uh, yeah, <laughs> working part time. I work uh, I work in the commercial insurance industry, um full time job and this company for almost nineteen years now. I love my job. Nice. And uh, and you know, I have a father of two boys. Um you know, it's it's a it's a great life on that end of it too. I mean we, we, we have no complaints on that end of it as well. We definitely um, we love our music a lot too. So I, I kind of like try to make this a, a dual thing. <laughs> uh, as sure. Much as so um, yeah, and that's that's pretty much what I do in the daytime. Cool, very cool. So why don't we start uh, delving into uh, you know why we're here tonight to talk about your children's music and I guess Chris maybe you could start off since Lou said you were kind of the one who had the idea to start developing this and doing it. What I guess what inspired you to wanna you know, co-write with Lou children's music. Yeah, so so what happened was when my son was two years old and I needed to uh, start the potty training, I realized that um, as a musician, I think that the power of music is so strong, and I wanted a theme song so that we can kind of have fun doing the potty training. And I did a couple of Google searches out there, and I kind of already knew that I didn't really like the existing children's music because I kind of get really disturbed by the squeaky that they feel like they need to have in, well, that, that in all kinds of children's music. And the bouncy beats is kind of really bothering me as well. I, I don't understand why they can't just make pleasant music for children. Um, so <laughs> I, I realized that I needed to make my own potty training song for my child because I didn't like anything that was out there. And so I okay. did that. And I also realized that I needed there was a plethora of behaviors that I wanted a theme song for. And um, I knew that Lou is a really, really fast and efficient songwriter. And so I said, hey, how about we um, make this album together? I write half the songs, you write half the songs. And he's like, I'm in. And um, we just started writing some of the songs together, some of the songs separately. And um, it, it was just a lot of fun. We have never giggled that much in a musical setting before. Yeah, it was a lot of It's a lot of fun, too, because, I mean, just uh, a lot of the stuff we pulled, the stuff that we grew up with that we found, you know, yeah. much more influential on our end, um, um, you know, my mother and father, and we were from Italy, so the songs that my mom would sing, I would try to maybe translate a little bit of that into the song as well. Okay, um, okay. And, and although some of our beats, uh, songs, or even lyrics could be a little bit on the repetitive side because we want to make sure the child remembers the song. Absolutely. We also wanted to make it, uh, we put some good hooks behind it with, <laughs> with our music. We didn't want to put that squeaky voice or bouncy beats that might not go anywhere, musically, that is. Right. Yeah, so we are. Uh, we're both from Europe, and we both kind of have a strong, you know, musical heritage that is uh, that is rooted in kind of like the European folk. So we, I guess, some of that is reflected in some of the songs as well. Very cool, very cool. Well, with that being said, since you guys started talking about um, the potty training song, why don't we uh, introduce that song? Tell us, I guess, I mean, it's pretty rhetorical, but you know, just tell us a little bit about the song, and uh, then we will we'll play it for the audience, and then come back and uh, delve into more of the other stuff that you're doing with the music. Sure. So the, basically, the the potty training song is a um, step by step how to go to the potty. Um, so we identified three steps if we're going to break it down. Uh, you need to break it down for kids sometimes. And uh, so the core is consists of the three steps of going to the potty. And um, it's a very en encouraging song where that also involves clapping, <laughs> singing yay, and, and which is pretty much what you do when you're teaching a child to, to go to the potty. And actually, we're very excited about this song because we're right in the process of signing a contract to have an app created for iPads and iPhones for this particular song. And uh, Lou and I have developed the storyboard, so it's a very, very interactive, very fun app that um, parents can download for their kids because toddlers these days are whiz, whizzes on, um, on the iPhones and the iPads. And so okay. this, this will be a very, very good tool for the children to, to interact with the theme of the potty training to our song. And it's memorable. That's fat. Wait, that's awesome. You're creating a, an app for the iPhone that people can use with this song that has it incorporated yep. into it? So we wow. Go, the, whole, the whole song is step by step, step with by an step. Um, uh, animated figure that you kind of drag around, you know, interactively and put it, put put the avatar on the potty and you know flush the toilet <laughs> and all that kind of stuff while the song is playing. So it's uh, it's going to be a very fun thing. It's going to air. It's going to be out available on iTunes Store around February. So we're very excited about it. And our, our current songs are already up on iTunes and. Um 
hopefully this stuff as uh, it gets created, we'll be able to co collaborate that with uh, our current album. That's awesome, guys! Congratulations on that. It's just I was gonna I'm gonna ask you more questions about that later because it's just such a a different venue working with children's music, and I'm curious to know, you know, do you encounter similar challenges, you know, that you do with original music and being in an original band? So we'll definitely talk about that. But that's that's really awesome news. Congratulations with that. Thank so, you. So um, with that being said, let's uh, why don't we check out the potty training song, and then we will uh, come back and uh, talk about more great things that you guys are up to. Thank Super, you. thank you. Okay, I was just going to put you guys on hold for a minute. All right, everyone, again, you are listening to the children's songwriters, Chris and Lou. You can check out all their music on iTunes as well as go to chrisandlou.com. And, again, that's spelled C-R-I-S-A-N-D-L-O-U.com. So we are going to check out, we have a couple of songs tonight to check out off of their current album that they have. Um, this one is called the Potty Training Song, and as they mentioned, it goes through uh, several different steps, and they said three to uh, help your help train your child to use the potty. And we will be back in a moment. training song by the children's songwriters Chris and Lou and I definitely agree. It is extremely catchy. It is absolutely memorable and uh, they got a great thing going on there. So uh, let's bring them back on the air. Hello. Alright guys, awesome song. Very, yeah, it had an awesome chorus. Very catchy. Absolutely. Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> yeah, we spend a lot of time yeah. together. <laughs> Sometimes we come off stereophonic, so. <laughs> That's okay. You guys are like, thank you. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so why don't we talk a little bit about it. Talk about some of the experiences, some of the challenges that go into, you know, writing children's music. What, what is the competition like out there? Um, you know, what are you guys looking at in terms of other people? Like I know you said the one thing that's different with you guys is you're not focusing on all these you know, jingles and little things in the background that, that just kind of distract people and you're focusing more on melody and creating something really catchy. But what are some of the challenges that come along with doing this type of music? You know, there's a lot of... Um, uh, the competition out there is obviously much more different than, say, the adult uh, industry right. where there's, like, boatloads of original bands per block. Um, there's not as many children acts out there, but there are a lot of national acts and make it difficult for the local guys to really, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, break through. Yeah, it's a huge monopoly. Okay. The Nickelodeon kind of owns. So the Nickelodeon, the Disney guys, I mean, they're, you know, they have their acts signed, and those guys get to distribute all over the country or the world with their CD. So right. So tough to kind of, I guess you could say, in some ways, crack that, crack 
crack that little mold there. Uh, so we're focused on, I mean, we're, that's fine. I mean, we're, at this point, we're just more or less focused on being highly interactive in the local area, in the yeah. tri-state area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're talking to a lot of, of places that we're trying to do some reoccurring events. Um, for example, the Jimboree folks. So we have a yeah. couple Jimboree opportunities. Uh, we're going to go right. in there. And that's, and that's the good thing that will keep us... Um, at least very active on the musical stage gig level. Uh, on the uh, music writing level, that's it's endless. We're just gonna we can write forever. Yeah. Every time there is a, an issue that you encounter as a parent, we're like, oh, I need to write a song right, about, song that. about it, yeah. right. and, uh, <laughs> You encounter situations like this 30, 40 times a day, so we can't write songs that fast. But um, I mean, Lou and I, Lou and I always have um, conversations. Oh, I have another song topic. Oh, and, and we have a long, long list of things that we want to write songs about. So. Um, and we write songs fast when we get to it. So we, um, like for instance, we got inspired around Halloween. We realized that we hadn't written a Halloween song, and this was like four days before Halloween. And I just texted Lou um, at, what is it, like 10 o'clock at night, saying, hey, I'm sitting down to write a Halloween song. And he said, I'm going to be And the next morning we both had recorded each our Halloween song. We got together and recorded it together, and the following day we handed it off to WXPN, and they played it two days later on the radio. So we kind of, we're a little bit spur of the moment people as well. Yeah, we're, we're quite uh, aggressive that way, and, and we, we currently just wrote a Christmas song yes. that we have up okay. on our website as well. So if you, we, Chris just actually created a holiday page on the website. So if you guys go to chrisandlou.com, you'll see, get to hear our Christmas song called The Christmas Treasure. Oh, very cool. Very cool. That's that's so awesome, guys. And, again, it's just it's so interesting to hear you talk about because, you know, you don't think about Nickelodeon and all those different types of things. You know, when you're thinking about regular adult music, you're thinking about a record label. or So I think it's just interesting to share that stuff with the audience. But like you guys said, at a local level, you're doing really well, and, yeah. and that's the key right now is kind of continuing to just get yourselves out there and expand, and I'm sure things are going to just keep happening for you guys. Well, we're also really trying to, the, another challenge that is very interesting for us to um, to do the transition of the stage performance from being kind of uh, mysterious and, you know, having some degree of sex appeal on stage as a indie rock uh, band member, we're now transitioning to being kind of children. funny and extremely interactive and engaging children that will have a 10 to 20 second attention span right. if you don't engage them during the song. Right. So it's an. Um, I, I actually teach music for toddlers, so I have a little bit of inside information how to kind of do really, really quick songs, cut the songs down to 20 seconds, well, cut the song down to like one minute and 20 seconds kind of deal, and uh, and have them interactive, have them make suggestions for the lyrical content of the songs while we're singing, and a lot of stops and goes, and um, having little movements, and so that's a, it's a huge change for us. Yeah, I mean, like in, in the adult bands, you want to play the full song and make sure you get the full impact of that song. Right. In the children's right. song, we've got, we got to cut it pretty quickly. Right. <laughs> so you might hear maybe uh, half of that potty training song on, on the live act in case we start to lose the kids. You yeah. Know? And, and then right. Lou and I are so in tune, so we would kind of look over at each other, like, okay, let's cut that one short and then do an interactive yeah. song and then we get to another song so that we can keep... And we have those instruments that we bring, so yeah. it's important to keep the, um, the attention up the whole time. Uh, if a show is for one hour and to keep the two, three-year-olds in, engaged for one hour, is, it's pretty much a challenge. Yeah. Wow. That, yeah, I can, I can imagine. <laughs> that seems very challenging. So what else do you guys, you know, when you're performing with the kids, do you bring any, like, types of props or anything? Like, I know you yeah, were saying sure. it's so important. So what else do you guys do with them? We have a we have a few instruments. Uh, we do a few little lessons on how music is everywhere, where around us. So that's, I would another, always... that's another part of our project actually right. too, uh, music appreciation. So um, yeah. you know we, we love to make sure the kids learn music. So I mean, if we can bring kids up on stage that are musically talented, we would try that as well. We've done that through the past year. Right. Uh, oh, nice. And so some of the props that we show would be very kind of homemade instruments. Like I, for instance, have some Tupperware. Um, boxes that I put beans in as shakers to just show them that, you know, you can make music at home if, even if you don't have an instrument. You can make this thing. It takes you two minutes. Uh, put some rice in top of there and shake it. And so we, we kind of try to introduce kids to music to to um, take the, um, the the challenge out of music a little bit. Because and make it fun. Yeah, and make it fun and, and, uh, and playful. 
So it's kind of readily available for them. We have some instruments there they can use. We use puppets every once in a while, and we try to do a lot of audience participation. So try to replace some of the lyrical content and say, what else can we sing instead of this? And, you know, try to create right. stories singing. Cool. Very cool. And what is, what is the, you know, talk about some of the, you know, positive feedback and encouraging feedback that I'm sure you guys have heard from parents when you guys do the live shows. Yeah, the feedback's been great because um, it's funny. I mean, we see how the kids we see the, how the kids light up when they see the songs, and they and they and they all seem to enjoy the show. So it's good to feel them actually enjoy the show. But the feedback's even much more uh, rewarding when we hear from the parents who actually like the song. Yeah, and, and to hear them, to hear them actually. I mean, and sometimes they curse us. I had friends cursing me out because uh, they can't get the song out of their head, such as the Good Morning song. Which <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> So, but they like they like the hooks of the song, which is almost um, you know can be compared to maybe adult type yeah. uh, you know listenable Absolutely. music, I guess you can say. And uh, mm-hmm. so the feedback is much more rewarding from the parents. Right. The the other right. thing, that, uh, the feedback that really touches our heart is when Lou and I go around to the hospitals and volunteer uh, at the children's hospital to just be able to see a very sick child light up for a few minutes. Um, Absolutely. The extreme gratefulness in the parents' eyes has been there for months and seen nothing but despair. And them kind of whispering or pantomiming thank you as we leave with tears in their eyes has been extremely powerful. Um, and, and, extremely, yeah. and extremely tough Extremely for tough us. and emotional. <laughs> yes. uh, I can't um, even imagine. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, the good thing about it, I mean, um, our adrenaline is so high. Yeah. We, we cannot... I mean, I refuse to break down. I'm much weaker than Chris, so I, I look pretty, pretty much look to her to keep me to keep me standing. Um, okay. Yeah, exactly. But um, but but it's it's too much too important for us to sit there and cry. We we don't want to we don't want to go to that level. So. But we're there to right. the emotion. We're there to right. to lift people's spirits. So it's really important for us to kind of be bouncy and playful and funny when we go in there and. And to be encouraging, and um, and I think we manage that pretty well. Although we we do go home and and um, and crack up a few times. <laughs> sure, like, sure. I yeah, can, I can imagine yeah. that's must be really tough. Yeah, it's it's a tough we want them all out of there. We don't want them. Yeah. We don't want them in there. So. Right. Right. No. Definitely. Um, yeah. So why don't we talk about? Uh, let's talk about your just a transition. Let's talk about your next song that you have with the uh, the brush your teeth, teaching toddlers how to brush their teeth. Yeah, this this was a great one. Um <clears throat> you know, so I um I kinda like was buzzing this song to my kids when they were growing up on how to brush their teeth and I'm like, how do I get these guys to brush their teeth and remember the words brush your teeth? Um so we have to do it in a repetitive motion and I always had that little med- melody in my head, you know, uh, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. And um it kind of motivated these guys. Every time I would like sing that little melody, or my wife would sing the melody, these guys would um, kind of like get jumpy and start to brush their teeth on a happy basis. <laughs> and I see it in Chris's uh, kid too, as well. I mean, he does the same thing. It's funny how it gets this little bit of a reaction, like, "Oh my God, I better brush my teeth." It's a very yeah. actively high, you know, high intense song. The brilliance about this song, because I use it every night with my son, and um, and Lou wrote this song, and I'm ever grateful for him for that is that uh, the song is about, takes about two and a half minutes to, to finish, and my son okay. loves it so much so that he will, you know, brush his teeth thoroughly for two and a half minutes. And you can show me wow. a few of that. <laughs> yeah, so it's, simple. it's a simple song, and there's nothing graceful about it. It's just a pretty much simple, uh, direct song that can get you motivated to brush your teeth. Right. All right, cool. So with that being said, let's, have, uh, let's let the audience... Uh, Check out the Brush Your Teeth for Toddler song, all right? And then we will be back. All right, everyone, again, you are listening to the children's songwriters, Chris and Lou, on the Carrie Edelman Show. And we are going to now check out their song called Brush Your Teeth for Toddlers. Feel free to please check out their website. They have amazing stuff on it. They just talked about a Christmas song they have out, as well as you can purchase their album for your children. And it's go to chrisandlou.com. Every day when I get up, I need to brush my teeth, brush my teeth, brush my teeth real well. 
Again, that is Brush Your Teeth for Toddlers by the children's songwriters, Chris and Lou. All right, guys, and you are back on now. Okay. Hi, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Yeah, that was great. I was even bopping up and down. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's one of our more bouncier songs. I mean, we definitely have songs on the album that are more prettier and more kind of uh, indie rock style. But uh, Mm -hmm. the two songs that we sent you are more for the younger crowd, very, very young crowd. Cool, cool. You know, it was great. And you you could see just the emotion and the way that you guys wrote the song. You could just see a, a child getting into it and brushing their teeth and actually enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. It's funny. Uh, it, it, we used uh, Chris's kid as an experiment, you know, almost like he was like a little subject. Yeah. Uh, right. Test on these songs. So as long as it worked on him, I was like, oh, good. This will, We can continue on with this song then. <laughs> and he's a pretty <laughs> He will be the first person to tell me if he doesn't like my song. He'll be like, right. no, Mama, don't play that song. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So there you go. So that's great that you got a, a subject, as Lou said, that you can uh, try some stuff out on, and he can tell you right away whether it's a go or it's something he's rejecting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so why don't you guys talk a little bit about, too, just how do you guys go about promoting, you know, the children's music that you're doing? Is it similar to the adult band? using the social media websites like Facebook and Twitter, or are there different types of, you know, avenues that you guys take? Um, I mean, Chris and I are both very um, determined people. Um, we're, mm-hmm. we, we we do use all the avenues. Um, we don't like Twitter, though. No, we don't do the Twitter. I, I never like Twitter. I never think it's too – I think it's just way too yeah, much. Yeah, I know. I have it, too, but I don't – the only time I really use it actually is tonight. Like, I promoted your show. I mean, I literally go on maybe twice a week when I'm doing my shows. Yeah, I think both Chris and I started on the MySpace thing years back, and I, I think I yep. still have MySpace page up, and um, that got pretty uh, outdated in so many words. So we're we're a lot on mm-hmm. Facebook, at Reverb Nation. We have our own website. Uh, we do a lot of you know, grassroots marketing. It's just a lot of hard work. It's 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 hard to just go out there and say we have an album, and expect people to come to you. So we really do a lot of uh, digging to go to that. Yeah, and we. Uh, and what do you mean? Would you guys? If you want me to ask, what do you mean by, like, just to define grassroots marketing? Like, what does that mean? So a typical Tuesday, I would be at work and, you know, see my <laughs> dad. And uh, Lou would have, um, you know, some kind of lunch break. And in that lunch break, you would be firing off 30 emails. Gotcha, gotcha. Different publications, organizations. You know what happens usually. Uh, the best thing, the best research I always get is um, when I'm home and everybody's in bed, and mm-hmm. uh, and basically I, I'll download as many contacts as I can as possible, and then I'll just blast them with an email. Yeah, um, right. That's the, that's the best quiet time for me to sit there and actually concentrate on who who may I contact, who may I send. Um, so. You know, these guys are coming in to work the next morning, uh, and they see something that was sent out, like, say, at midnight or 1 o'clock at night. It was pretty much me trying to find these contacts. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, um, we, yeah. We, we send out a lot of emails to any kind of random person um, that has a publication organization out there. And um, if you have a shotgun approach, one of those pebbles are going to hit. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's a great idea that you guys are doing. I totally agree. And, and I think, you know, like you said, I don't know if it was Lou or Chris, which one of you said it, but I mean, the key really is being perseverant and, and determined. And I don't think people realize 
no matter what type of area you're involved in with entertainment, is that that is like sometimes 60-70% of the puzzle. You know, the talent, of course, has to be there, and you have to have something marketable, but if you don't have that drive and determination, you know, and I think that's what sometimes scares people a lot is because it, it takes a lot of time, energy, and hard work. I mean, you guys are, you know, model examples of people who are successful because of what you guys have done. So that's great. I mean, I've seen too many bands in the past. I've been in a few of them myself. You know, they all, we all had the look, uh, but they, yeah. never had the product, they never had the product behind them. So it's like, uh, okay, you really need to really get the product, and you really need to get yourself out there. You can look as great as you want, but that doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Um, or I've, I've seen, similar to what you're saying, I've seen people that have the look and people that actually do have the talent and a potential product, but they don't have that drive. And that, well, to me, is the most that's the most disappointing thing for me to see because I'm like, oh, like I work so hard at everything I do. I mean, you know, yeah. it doesn't come really easy. I have to work hard at it. Um, so yeah. to see people sometimes that are so talented and just not doing anything with it is just, wow, it's mind-blowing to me. Well, nobody is going to knock on your door and ask if you want to perform anywhere. Exactly. I know, Chris. So we are uh, we're up there and we are, you know, spreading the buzz about Chris and Lou to different radio um Radio um, channels, you know, uh, we're at applications. We're out there playing free gigs. We're playing paid gigs. We're playing birthday parties. We're playing anything that you can kind of spread the word and the buzz about Chris and Lynn. And some of the places, I mean, they've been very uh, complimentary of our right. persistence. Sometimes yeah. we're a little bit over, overbearing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send okay. you a few emails. But the, the good thing about it is that um, uh, they do see that we are driven, and that's the good thing. You know, we can get some results out of it. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's great. That's wonderful, guys. So, yeah, why don't you um, feel free to share, you know, whatever else you would like about the Crystal New Project and where people can access your uh, your music and some upcoming events that you guys have or what else is uh, in the works in the future. And then we'll, uh, we'll wrap things up. And I always invite my guests to come back on sometime in the future. So as soon as you guys have a new album or, you know, a new app out or something like that, again, feel free to contact me and I would love to you know, continue to support you guys and bring you back on. Oh, thank, thank you so, so much. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, so, I mean, I can I can chip in. First, I, I guess um, to please go to iTunes. It's probably the easiest way to find our songs is through iTunes. Uh, Chris okay. and Lou, album is up. Um, we've been getting good feedback on the iTunes downloadable stuff. We can get your hard, your hard copy CD off of our website, um, but I think uh, at least – my friends have been telling me, hey, it's easier for me to download through iTunes. So we finally signed up for iTunes and been able to get nice. um, better sales through that. Yeah. Um, on, our, on our website, there's a tremendous amount of information about us, where we're going to play. There's videos and there's audio streaming and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, www.chrisandrew.com. Chris is spelled without an H. Um, and our upcoming shows now is very holiday-oriented. We're playing at the Philadelphia Christmas Village in um, Love Park in Philadelphia this coming Sunday at 2 o'clock. Cool. And then we're playing Dutch Wonderland next Sunday, and then next Saturday on the 10th. Uh, and then we're playing at Milk Boy Coffee for the Milk and Cookies show on Sunday the 11th in the morning at 10 o'clock. We have another Dutch Wonderland coming up later too, I think, right? Is just one show. I think it's only one just show. Just one show. Yeah. We do have a couple uh, volunteer sessions, and we do once again we do this like twice a month. So we do have two Philadelphia uh, musicians on call volunteering events as well. Right. We kind of have to be um, hospitalized this year then. Um, yeah. So let's hope you don't. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, Very yeah, cool. And like I said, a lot of shows coming up, and uh, some of them are free. You know, we're playing outside at the Philadelphia Christmas Village, and that's you know just. Come around, have have a listen, and uh, keep walking by a by a strudel or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're working on the second CD. Um, We're getting close. We're almost um, complete. And what we'd like to do is possibly uh, uh, finalize, get everything uh, at least recorded, and then after that, you know, get it mastered. It it gets probably we're thinking maybe first quarter of next year. Yeah, I would say March would be realistic. We we really like to promote this one first. We don't want to just forget about this one too fast. I mean, this one just got released in April of this year, so Mm -hmm. we don't want to just uh, overlap fast. So, and this is getting quite a bit of buzz. So. Yeah, it does take take time to create a buzz as well, and we haven't been at the children's genre too long, but it's uh it's been a pretty good response since we started. Yeah, yeah we're, we're yeah. really liking this uh, 
this arena much better than the adult arena when it comes to the competition level. Right, right. I can imagine. Wow. No, it's great. I mean, you guys are doing some awesome stuff out there, and I wish you all the best, and I'm sure you guys are just going to continue to, you know, go down that road and just become more and more successful. And please keep me posted with everything because I definitely want to keep in touch with both of you. And who knows, if you are in a sh- if you do a show in New Jersey, let me know. I'd love to try to come out and uh, meet you guys and support you guys. Absolutely. We, we do have shows in Jersey, so, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you posted. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Chris and Lou, for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. You guys were amazing guests. And uh, continue to promote the podcast because if for some reason people, <clears throat> excuse me, if for some reason people didn't catch the live show, um, <clears throat> they can listen to the podcast at any point. Thank you very much for having us. Uh, it's a okay. Pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much, and we'll be in touch. Appreciate it, Carrie. Thank you. Have a good night. Okay. Have a great Bye-bye. night. Thanks, Chris and Lou. Bye. All right, everyone, again, you heard children's songwriters Chris and Lou tonight. Feel free to check out the podcast if you tuned in a little late or um, if you weren't able to catch the show, and that will be available within a couple of minutes after the show is over. If you are interested in becoming a guest on the Carrie Edelman Show, you can um, email me to Carrie Edelman um, Carrie Edelman at com, or you can search for the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook, and uh, all the information is also available there. Um, we have two amazing shows also coming up next week. I'm just packing the schedule lately because I keep getting so many requests to be on the show. On uh, next Tuesday, which is going to be, wow, well, already December 6th, we have the metal hard rock band uh, named A Pale Horse Named Death coming on the show. And, again, you can check them out at apalehorsenameddeath.com. Very interesting name. Can't wait to interview those guys. And they have some great music out there. And then on the 7th, it's going to be really cool. We are going to be doing an interview with um, Loretta Palacios, and she is the CEO and founder of Freedom to Rock. And uh, if you go to freedomtorock.org, that is a special site that is created for um, people serving uh, in the Army, the Navy, all the troops, and it's basically a music site where the troops can access music. It supports uh, various uh, armed forces. It's really cool. Um, my music is currently part of uh, their site, and um, yeah, definitely check out freedomtorock.org, and that will be next uh, Wednesday the 7th. Both shows will start at 8 p.m. Eastern, and the podcast will also be available too. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Um, please, if you're interested also, <clears throat> excuse me, you can um, check out my music on iTunes under Carrie Edelman, and the title of my album is Leave It All Behind. And it's an original uh, modern rock album and uh, and songs on it. And we're going to lead off tonight with my title track, Leave All Behind. And I will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for the support. Again, apologize about my voice tonight. It's just uh, probably that time of year and doing too much. But uh, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll be back next week, December 6th.
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.